Who's got it? Wait, who's? What are you sitting on? What chair are you sitting on? A yoga ball. Oh, you're sitting on my yoga ball? Yeah. Oh, is it deflated? Can you? No, I'm just short. <laughs> no, it was very soft when I was out here doing my jazzercise earlier. Right. It was very soft. All right, as long as you're comfortable. Don't... Yeah, I might swap to that chair in a bit. But... All right. Well, he won't be here that long. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to uh, Road Stories. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano, coming to you from a beautiful Southern California Sunday. Look at that. Not a cloud in the sky, I don't think. It's really nice. Swipe. Slight breeze coming out of the west. Although there is a dead tree right out the window. So. Well, if you look past the dead tree, it's very pretty. <laughs> and I think and there's the- a dead man on the tree as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's a backyard of death. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, finding us on the internet. I got uh, three really great comics on the show tonight. Uh, I'm very excited to have them all. I stalked one of them for like two months. Uh, I invited one last minute. <laughs> and I was going to have one on last Tuesday and didn't follow up. <laughs> so uh, let's go with the introductions real quick. Uh, joining us, Earphones Right, uh, the guy I stalked for two months. You've seen him on The Tonight Show and Conan this year, right? Was that yeah. your Conan this year? Uh-huh. Very funny set on that Conan oh, thanks, episode. Uh, very funny uh, comedian, John Roy. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us of course. today. I'm very excited to have you. Uh, the guy I invited to on Tuesday and didn't follow up. But mm-hmm. I also forgot. I completely forgot. Okay, too. I was like, I suddenly, your email came through. I was like, oh, yeah, well, we were going to do that last week. Okay, fine. <laughs> as long as neither of us remembered. <laughs> I probably, now thinking about it now, I probably should have claimed that I was just stood outside your house whining for a few, like for an hour or so, just <laughs> scraping at the door. Uh, very funny, Matt Kirshen. Last comic standing, uh, Fallon. Was it Fallon I saw you on this? Uh, possibly. I have done Fallon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fallon in uh, The Tonight Show, right? No, I've done Ferguson. I've never oh, done Ferguson, that's it. All right, great. Uh, Matt Kirshen joins us. Thank you. Today and sitting earphones left, the guy I called at the last minute, who last minute replacement. been wanting to have on for a while. Um, oh shit! Um, <laughs> I didn't give you anything other than my name. I know, but uh, we <laughs> that's accredited in itself, I, I guess. We <laughs> the name alone will take longer than all of our credits put together. When you say Kanye West, you don't need to ask what you've seen. <laughs> Some people don't need credits. Uh, we worked with uh, at the Ice House uh, a lot, and uh, up at Bridgetown. We're at Bridgetown uh, yeah. together this year, and you're, I ran into you in the lobby on the first night. You're like, <laughs> yeah. hey, let's hang out this weekend, and yeah. then I saw you today. <laughs> yeah. see it all at Bridgetown. We, saw, we hung out at the arcade there. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was chaos. Uh, that is Prashant Venkataramanujam. Nailed it. Did I? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Awesome. The funny thing about uh, Prashant and I were talking, all my listeners uh, know that my name gets butchered left and right, Valeriano. I don't know why anybody can't pronounce that. And uh, I was felt so bad the first time I met Prashant. We are at the Ice House. And, were we doing Latino night? Yeah, I think it was Rudy Moreno's Yeah, yeah, yeah. And show. if you don't know, Prashant is Latino. <laughs> <laughs> is anyone on yeah. an L.A. Latin show Latin? No, except no, like the not, host. You know, like they're like, here are some Persians and Germans for you. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's far. I've done Refry Fridays at least three times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've done Latin nights where they were literally the host, and that was the right. only Latin guy. <laughs> I think it's more for the audience base, who they're trying to cater to, right. to come out, and then they and, just throw and, whoever on. All Filipinos on. are counted as Latin on Latin oh, 
oh, yeah. and yet they're all from Asia and are still from Asia. Like, by the way, yeah. And I've said before, if you've ever been to the Ice House in Pasadena, every night's Latino night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're great audiences, oh. like that. You know, like because you know, people. I think they go to the Ha Ha in North Hollywood and they go, I don't want to play for Latino. Like, no, no, no. Those are those are weird people. It has nothing to do with their race or ethnicity. They're just weird up there. No, I love the Ice House. Uh, that's where I got my start. I, I'm there a lot, and so I will not bag on. July 21st and 22nd. <laughs> um, two shows, Friday, Saturday It is Saturday a great night. room, though. It's just like, that, it's just like a shoebox full of laughs. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. They're great. But I felt so bad. Uh, I felt so bad because I always, and I got into it this weekend uh, uh, with the MC who will refute, like, every time I tell them uh, my name, if they don't know my name, I just say, whatever comes out. It's fine. Just sell it. You know? And if Yeah, the, I, like Matt Kirshen, which is relatively simple, but yeah. I've had, like, I've had Kirshner, Kershaw... <laughs> Kishan, like Kirshan, like I get very. Venka Tamara Mamashan, just go, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stand in the wings until you like do it again. Right, right. <laughs> you no, I'm not coming up until you get it exactly as my parents taught it to me. Right. People fuck up my name. How you have? <laughs> I mean, you have so, seven initials and letters in your whole I, name. Roy. I'm just wanting to let you guys know if you're feeling bad that you, you oh well, if only my name. No, it does. There's no name that they right. won't butcher. Like right. none, unless it's By the initial. Way, John Roy. Just to yeah. emphasize they What's your John middle Roy. name, John? O'Neill? John O'Neill so, Roy. So you've got like an, a last name for a middle name. I'm, I'm, ma- I'm named after my great uncle, I think, whose name was John O'Neill. So then they okay. just put that I see. And then, yeah, but yeah, I do. I've got a middle last name. Just because you know, just the first name. John yeah. Roy is too simple. They're like, that's yeah. too You have too less easy. letters in your first and last name than I have in my first name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what, though? I, I saw, and I know what you're saying, Matt, that, you know, oh, whatever, I'll go up. But I was actually kind of proud. I was down at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach, and the, the opener did not even know Al Madrigal's name in any way. And right. so he just stood up there and he was like, come on, uh, our next comic, oh, he's a very funny guy and you could see him sweating and then you knew he didn't know it. Oh, I'd and be, then I'd Al, be in just, that Al just didn't go up. And he goes, no, dude, get my name right. Wow. And he and he stood there for seven minutes just going, wow. no, dude, get, that's your only job. And, uh, and a waitress finally wrote the name and gave it to the guy. But Al's like... You know, at some point, you just gotta take a stand. Yeah, and be like get my name. It's all you have to right. do. Oh, yeah, I've because I've gone from kidding, joking around with it to now. I literally I get really pissed off. That's fair. I I, like, really if I'm hosting off. a show, I will write like even I, I've hosted like I've MC shows before where my housemates are, in, are on the bill and I just <laughs> scribble the name on my hand just in case you get the world's weirdest mental block. Right, 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 exactly. Have you exactly? I I have once blanked and then it just came back as I was getting to the words you know you sort of go like it just you just gotta go I hope some bit of my subconscious just nudges yeah it just out. drives just through <laughs> the sta- just, just as the word stage comes out just suddenly goes there we go <laughs> I blanked the first the second time I ever emceed I go put your hands together for a very com- com- funny comedian ladies and gentlemen Mark <laughs> that's all I had I knew his first name and there's just no way I was getting it so well, you, 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 the other the other one you can do is that sort of trick where you sort of get the audience cheering first you make a much noise you go, go oh yeah hey, well, let's, let and no one knows. Or move the mic from your mouth. Welcome to the stage. Oh, no. 
<laughs> and, and to go back really briefly, uh, the guy that Magical called out, he's a vet. Like, so don't right. think it was like the poor young kid in these right, stories right. we're talking about. He was a long, it was like a 20 year comic. So right. anyway, I just right. No, to, no, please. You're, yeah, I feel yeah. like you guys, I, I was mentioning this to Murray, like you guys have far more license to get pissed off about people messing up your names. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there's at least a reasonable like point at which you can go, dude, you can fucking read. Just read it. Yeah, That's yeah. it. That's all this takes. Like, I feel like I can, I have to be sympathetic because I'm like, it's intimidating. I get it. Yeah, you have just to take break your, your name down like a power Ex- girl. Exactly. It's like when you get a script. With in fact, work. one of the, okay, on. one gonna, of the funniest things. the syllables in this one. <laughs> right, exactly. One of the funniest things I remember a club did, uh, I was in Chicago and uh, I was headlining that weekend. Where, and, where? I mean, uh, the, co- started, so. the comedy bar. Oh, okay, I was doing sure. that one. And uh, they on the Facebook invite, they put up a, a little thing where they go, whoever can come up with the best anagram of Prashant's name gets two free <laughs> tickets. And the winner was my friend, Neil, whose anagram was Prashant Eat Man Jam. <laughs> he probably thought of that two years before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just needed, yeah. You came up with that in college. That's what everybody's calling you behind your back. Yeah, just doodling in class. But out of all the MCs that I yelled at and cussed out and told them to uh, be professional and, and all that, I have to say that uh, when uh, Prashant and I were doing the Latino night, the host, before <laughs> I go right. up, just goes, you know what? I'm going to go home. It's tag team from here on. And I'm like, all right. And I'm like, who's up next? He's like, Prashant Venkara Tamanamajan. That was close, right? <laughs> that was close. And I'm like, okay, no problem. And I, and I walked up. Oh, I think I might have even written it down. And I walked up and I left the napkin on the table. And so I go through my whole set and just forgetting that I even had to tag team. And I get to the end and I'm like, oh, shit, it's tag team. Oh shit! I didn't know this guy's <laughs> name, man, and I felt so bad. I felt so bad, but I, I I tried to make a game out of it. So I'm like, hey, let's get this next comedian up here, and let's 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 find out a little bit about him. And so I brought him up on stage. And, and you like, interviewed him? Oh yeah. And then I'm like, hey, buddy, what's your name? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did exactly something. How long like have that. you been doing comedy yeah, now? Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's Keep great. it up. Keep it going for Prashant. Then I walked off stage. What do you call this? Clubs and colleges? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Oh, you're a favorite here at the club. Awesome. Mm. That's great. <laughs> Nothing to expresses the laziness of stand-up comics more than tag teaming. They don't. They want to go. Home. They don't want to stay another hour and a half. Yeah. There are people working eight-hour shifts in the warehouse oh, yeah. on Black Friday, I know. and a stand-up comic goes. Say seven names over the next hour and a half. Fuck that! I'm out of here. You guys can do it. Or like, say two right. names on a three person bill. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go home during the headliner. You mind closing it? That before though to the host. If it's like if it's a drive, like if if you know they've got like a three hour drive back, and you kind of go, okay, well look. I can I can close off the show. You yeah, know, yeah, close, yeah, I don't need. You know, I don't. I don't know. But his guy bailed at the beginning. Was like well, right, he's guys, about halfway through, right? Yeah. yeah. I my bad. I don't know if you know Vince Moranto, a comedian back in Chicago. We <laughs> work with was, Vince a lot. He's like an old house MC, and uh-huh. he uh, one time, and he's just get me out of here by the numbers. You know, <laughs> done with it, like an old yeah. porn star. You know. So we're we're uh, we're doing a show in Zanies, and he comes off to bring everyone off the stage in his winter coat. Like oh, just yes. ready to go like he's already got his coat and his gloves on he's like right. got great shows at Zadie's coming up uh, Dave Coulier in a month yeah. and uh, his car's already running yeah up. he's got his valet ticket he's got those like stage. finger mitten gloves where you can take the tops off that's all he's done to grab the mic <laughs> <laughs> 
I have to say, I was uh, just like shouting it from the car in the last. <laughs> <laughs> you got a great show for you guys. Can I take the mic outside? I'll, I'll drop it right off by the club. I'm just gonna do the announcements and I pull away. <laughs> That's all. Uh, uh, referring to my uh, the last episode, I was saying uh, uh, either Chicago was gonna be fun or it was gonna be a drag this past week. I say uh, my first time to Chicago this uh, last weekend. The Improv. What a blast! Great. That's awesome. What a great club, Chicago. man. Yeah, that's where I started. That's where he. Like, yeah, yeah. I, uh, it's I awesome. Some of my favorite ever shows in Chicago. Yeah, it's, like, it's the Lake Shore Theater when it was still oh, around. The Lake Shore I loved. Was beautiful. The Lake Show where at? The Lake Shore. It oh, the Lake Shore. Theater. Oh, the theater. It is yeah, now yeah. the Laugh Factory, but it was a place called the Lake Shore Theater. It was running for about three years, maybe. Yeah, and it was like it was. It was in sort of like it was to, on the outskirts of the gay bit of town, which mm-hmm. is always a good sign for comedy because where there's gays, there's good audiences. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it just they just had a really good booking policy. I like it. They they brought really good. I think Stanhope, Doug Stanhope, I think was the opening was the first sure. comic they had or one of the first, and they just. They just, Jim Jeffries played there. They just Marin, Atel, I saw Atel there. Arge Barker, Kristen yeah. Schell. They just they just generally booked good comics and built up an audience and a fan base like that. And it was just, um, I, I think I don't think it's any coincidence that around the time that was running, that was when a shit ton of amazing Chicago comics came. Out. Like you know, there's a whole generation of yeah. some of the best comics of sort of our generation yeah. came out of Chicago. You're like, John, yeah. like you were. You I were, was at the like, very beginning of it, and then Bronger and Kinane started about a year after me, and then, and then it just the Kumail, snowball starts TJ, rolling. John Mulaney, yeah. but uh, it was dead. What people don't get is that it was, and also you really can't count Mulaney. He's from Chicago, but he didn't start there. He started okay. in New York. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a New York guy. He he grew up in the city, but he's not really a Chicago. But, but um, you guys, Pete Holmes, yeah, oh well, yeah, TJ Miller, uh, Pete like, Holmes, TJ Miller, Craig Robinson started in Chicago, right? Uh, didn't Dion, Dion Cole? Cole? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Hannibal, oh, Hannibal, yeah. uh, you know, and Hannibal then, opened for me the first time I played Chicago. That's amazing. Where yeah. is he now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick Vatterot, Jared Logan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a great. It's really a, a cool thing to be part of, but. It was there was nothing in Chicago when we started. Yeah. It was all improvisers. Mm-hmm. They looked down on stand-ups like they were something to be scraped off the bottom of their <laughs> shoe. There were two <laughs> open mics. You'd have maybe thirteen people there if you were lucky. Yeah. It it really was a thing that we had to really just push and push. And where push were they? Where were those first open mics? The Bird's Nest in oh, by that's DePaul. Right. Yeah. And a place called the the Monkey Bar. <laughs> On, uh, <laughs> I think I did that. I think there's I no way you did the monkey bar. It really? closed in like 2001. Oh, okay, like, well, I did some open mic with Hannibal after the show. After well, the there were the, the great open mic in Chicago was the Lion's Den. That started. That's from like 02 to 05, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the no, breeding ground would... of everyone you talked about. Okay, there's a good one called Coles that's still running that Adam Burke and Cameron Esposito yeah. ran. Although she's in LA now. I just met Cameron Esposito. She's great. She's the girl yeah. I called before I called Prashant to come fill in. Uh, so uh, yeah. I'm the follow. I'm totally fine with that. She's awesome. You know the funny yeah. thing is, I'm okay I, being a filler for Cameron. I had I've, I've I've had the old school Chicago guys on here. Like uh, previous episode, I had Mike Schmidt, sure. uh, uh, Pat Francis. They were all gone. I, yeah, they were started. all. I didn't realize there was a downtime. Dwayne Kennedy was the only guy that bridges the gap okay. from that scene to our scene. He was still in Chicago and he was working on his new act. He writes for. Totally biased now, right? Uh, but he was yeah, he's the, a funny guy. Oh, he's a great guy, and he's one of the he's the guy that we all were influenced by, like right. me and Bronger and Kyle. Like when we wanted to see a guy that was in Chicago but wasn't a hacky guy that didn't care anymore. Yeah, that Dwayne Kennedy was the guy that we would all be like, "Oh, that's how you do comedy. Look at that dude." But this, this is how good the Late Show was. A few like in two thousand and eight, uh, I got 
I got completely like stood up by a girl. Like we, I was going out to Montreal <laughs> and we were going to hang out. Like we'd made plans to hang out. I was coming from London and we made plans to go to Chicago, hang out for a few days. And then I go from Chicago to Montreal and mm-hmm. I had my flights booked. And then it was just one of those really sh- shitty things where just about three, uh, like a, less than a week before I was meant to be flying out, suddenly she went radio silent. Just one of those sort of just Ooh, a, like just suddenly. That's the worst. Man. Suddenly that's never balls. Yeah, it was just horror, and it was just. And then about like two days before, like three, no, maybe three days before, suddenly, just suddenly a text saying, "Not gonna make it." I'll explain later. It was just one of those like just uh, uh, God, no. Um, so suddenly I'm stuck with this ticket to Chicago and just nothing to do. So I I got in touch with with Ritter who ran sure. the Lakeshore. I just mm-hmm. went. Listen, is there any like are there any gigs I can do? And he went, Well actually we're dark this weekend. It's too late to do anything for Friday. But Saturday we can put you on for two shows. And what he did is like he had me headline for two shows on Saturday, paper the room just from their from their mailing list. Because sure. he built up this really amazing mailing list. Yeah. He sent out this email, uh, just went, Hey, free show, come along. And out of the bar takings from that night, he paid enough to cover my flight. Oh like, wow! Just oh, that's awesome. Out. He packed out. I had two of the best shows. Like it, like it I sort of it went from being I am going Fucked. to. Sh- I'm either having to change <laughs> right. my flight, which will cost about five hundred, yeah, or I'm just going to Chicago for no reason. To suddenly, I'm going to Chicago to do two shows in one of my favorite venues right. in the country. Right. And, and awesome. it was like it was packed. Like, <laughs> that's it was, awesome. It's that a sad great. story though. At the Lakeshore closed. Yeah. Booked. Paul Provenza, the story I've been told, I, if anyone wants, like, is that Paul Provenza told him that Sandra Bernhardt mm-hmm. would pack the place, right? And so she wanted 35 grand or something like that. And then when it, the tickets were light, Ritter was like, hey, you know, it's light. Could you, you know, maybe scale a show back or whatever? And she just, she wouldn't wouldn't give him a break and uh, and wouldn't be reasonable. And it, and it just, uh, it was a little too much. For them to bear financially, Ritter is now booking comics at the main stage. I think. Yeah. I don't know if he still is anymore. Oh, no, he's he wasn't. Not. But wait. Um, so Sandra, but again, like, so Sandra I, Bernhard broke the Lakeshore Theater. I think so. I, I mean, don't know. I, I, I've not I heard that story before, but I true. But I'd know. known they were they were in they were in trouble before. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I did a benefit with Patton Oswalt that was a free show. Every to show, fix every the other boiler. show, there was a benefit. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then Patton like gave him the whole check because he loved the place so yeah. much. And uh, yeah, but, it was. You know, it wasn't. I think like, there was a Kickstarter for it going up. Because it was it was this old Chicago theater, and they it was one of those places where they needed a lot of money to get it. It was crumbling. Like yeah, everything, right? Because I think, but be, they made money empty. week to week. It was a debt burden. It was not a thing yeah. where they, you know, they, they were just they started sewing the hole, and there was yeah. so much that constantly needed to be done. And it's this old, creaky building right. that probably cost a fortune to heat. Well, that's the thing is that like now that the have you done the the, the Laugh Factory in Chicago? I have not. I, it's I, I mean you've seen the old place. You guys have seen the space. Yeah. It's cavernous. And like the acts, I feel like I mean they just you know they bring in like club acts and How stuff like that. So Sometimes, but it's like they so use local guys half the time. Yeah, but it's so big that it the club atmosphere is completely lost. Like how big? And it sucked. It's four hundred seater. Yeah. It used to There's be the Long Beach. It, I think yeah. the Long Beach Laugh Factor is probably the closest thing though. Well, yeah, the Long Beach is bigger. Long Beach is the biggest club in the world. It's six hundred fifty. Oh really? Oh, sorry, no, because uh, the, the, the top pop- of Long Beach and all of the rings. It's six hundred and fifty. That's Palm crazy. Palm Beach Improv seven hundred, I think. Oh, is it? okay? Yeah, then yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. But Jamie that, said it was the biggest. I yeah, don't know. Oh, really? But <laughs> oh, it's it's just a very cavernous I would, I would space. Hate to, I would hate to think Jamie would lie. <laughs> the only thing he'd have to gain from that, it kind of lies, publicity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John Roy worked for the Laugh Factory and has no opinion on the jokes that were previously said. Murray doesn't work at the Laugh Factory, and Jamie can suck it. <laughs>
<laughs> Actually, I take that back. What are you Vegas. talking about? <laughs> we should fight now. <laughs> so, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, uh, London. Right, you've been there, right? I have been there. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember the first. Are time you I, from London? The first or? time I visited London was when I was born. Uh-huh. <laughs> How was that trip? Yeah. You know what? I don't remember much about it now, but I, you know, it was. I remember the, the lights initial, being really bright. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was really crowded for the first bit of the journey, but then we got a lot of space afterwards. Um, so you are from London. I'm from London. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, like the suburbs, really, but uh, St John's Wood. Uh, that's not uh, well. You know what? I was born in uh, the Royal Free Hospital in Hampstead, which is just up the road from St John's Wood. If it's not a Rolling Stone song, I don't know it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> know I was John's born Wood. in Monkey Man, oh. and then, uh, <laughs> then later we moved to Wild Horses. I lived in a. I did live in on the border of Crouch Inn and Muswell Hill, which is Muswell Hill is where the Kinks lived. They oh, got okay. an album oh, called yeah, Muswell Hill Bitty Blues. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Muswell Hill. That's um, great. So yeah, that, it, it, I lived there, but um, but I grew up in the on the suburbs. Okay. What, but, what were the suburbs? I'm sorry. Uh, I, I grew up in a town called Northwood, which is kind of near Northwood. Watford. Okay. It's like, I don't know how well you know London, but if you if you look at the tube map, mm-hmm. if you go to the very top left-hand corner, that's where I grew up. So okay. you were like, in the Harlem of London? <laughs> um, yeah, if Harlem were really suburban and just on the, with, backed onto a golf course. And it's extremely getting there. white. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. getting there. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but yeah, London, when I, when I started in London, London was possibly the best place in the world to start doing comedy. Uh-huh. Like I started right where there was just suddenly gigs everywhere i'd say probably still like it, it's running into a bit of problems now when mm-hmm. i went back the last time the comics are starting to complain like the bubbles burst a bit yeah there's some issues and it's uh, i'm a little bit worried but um like it's just saturated with comics so it's 1997 in London. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah what's happening now is really interesting for when i start when i sort of came up there were gigs everywhere and it was great mm-hmm. because i was what year is this roughly i started in 2001 okay and and i was I was making a living off it within mm-hmm. a couple of years. Like I, you know, because for, for a long time, and still to an extent, you can make a decent, like a comfortable living doing stand-up in the UK as long as you're prepared to travel sure. um, if without any TV credits. Mm-hmm. They just, they book comics because they think they'll do a decent job and you get gigs. Oh, well, that's great. Uh, which is great. And, and now it's starting to get to the point where between the recession and oversaturation, Clubs are starting to close a bit, like clubs that used to run for the full weekend now are only running for one or two nights. Right, mm. right. Um, and so it's basically catching up with well, us. Well, what's, what's kind of happening at the moment, which is a little bit worrying, is there's a real breakaway between the upper tier and the regular circuit. Uh-huh. So as people are running short on money and as comedy saturated on TV, if you're a TV name that they're excited about, you'll sell out huge theaters, if not arenas. Like I can think of, I can think of numerous people who are selling out arenas now now right. is that like steve coogan like people that we've heard of or is it just uk people that we um, don't even yeah know? some people that you would have heard of and some people that you wouldn't because they're massive tv names in the uk but mm-hmm. their shows haven't translated gotcha. like i don't know whether michael mcintyre is probably the biggest comic in the uk yeah he no has clue. yeah and he he has a like right now he he sort of got a show called michael mcintyre's uh, comedy road show which travels around and it's just like a theater show with three guest comics that show has made the guests on it famous. Mm, wow. And, he'll, and he'll, he'll do, like the O2 Arena, which is where I saw Arcade Fire a couple uh-huh. of years ago, uh, which, is where the, they're which is where Zeppelin played, yeah. they're the Rolling Stones just played. Wow. Um, McIntyre just did Seven Nights. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Like it's just, I don't think. But to you, 20 people, what? that's the party that's, left out. 20 yeah, it was people. Like, no, <laughs> Seven Nights? Seven Nights. Like, it was Holy one of those crap. ones where you sort of saw the posters in the underground and it was like, uh, 
three nights sold out, four nights at it. I don't yes. think an Eddie Murphy comeback tour would do seven nights at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? Like that. Yeah. That's so crazy. That's how kind of booming it is right now. What do you think? Like but, him and Russell. But the flip side is the smaller. Oh, Russell, Russell Peters, are you about to suggest? Or? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say com- comparable. Russell Peters sold out. Russell Peters sold out two shows with there with no publicity. <laughs> but Russell, like, it was one of those like there were no posters, no real advertising. It just went on sale. And then it stopped being on sale. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Uh, but, I mean, that, that sounds was, about right. Yeah, Russell was, it was his first trip to the UK in, uh-huh. in years. And the UK, we were discussing this just before the show, has a huge Asian, particularly like Indian, um, Pakistani and Bangladeshi community. Sure. And that's like, I mean, like Russell, Russell has to be the biggest comic in the world. We were talking about this the other, like Easy. he has to be. He's the biggest Easy. comic in the world that no one in America yeah. has I said it before on easily. the show too. He's the bare naked ladies of comedy. <laughs> they fucking the sell out stadiums in, in the tragically hip yeah. in Canada. He can, he can come here to go to an open mic. Off with comedy. In comedy. Like, do you <laughs> yeah, know the kinda. bare naked ladies started off, um, they got their break because they used to send, they send demo tapes to Corky and the Juice Picks. Corky and the Juice Picks, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, the only gay Eskimo. Yeah. Was there one song I know? Well, I used to live with Phil from Corky oh, and the Juice oh, Picks. Oh, get out of here. Big comedy that. house in London. Oh, that's hysterical. Um, but uh, yeah, Corky and the Juice Picks eventually like, listened to it and thought, yeah, hey, these kids are right. And then took them on tour as their opening act. I, I, I play for a lot of British uh, comedy fans in New York. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the, when I, I was in New York all summer. Yeah. And it's funny when you meet someone from London, and I don't know if this is something that you feel like, but. For three nights in a row, I would meet English people after the show, and I go, "Where are you from?" And they would say, "London." They wouldn't say England or the UK. Yeah. They would go, "London." Hmm. And, and the third guy I asked, I go, "Why? Did, you know, this is happening. You did it too." And he goes, "And I, I, I apologize for butchering the accent, <laughs> but he goes, uh, well, you know, except for London, it's all a bit rubbish. <laughs> the North is rubbish, and the Midlands is rubbish. <laughs> like, but you know, so, the, the so it's basically like a New Yorker oh, with yeah, a British exactly attitude. Yeah. Yeah, the same thing would happen if you met a New Yorker in London and went, where are you from? They'd go New York rather than America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's probably true. Well, at this point, they would say Canada. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, Mac- McIntyre sells huge. Um, like Lee Evans has been selling huge for, for mm-hmm. a decade and a half. I don't know if you're aware of him. No. You've seen him in, like, Lee Evans. In, you've seen him as an actor in films like uh, like he was in um there's something about Mary he played the sort of the psychiatrist character who's okay, obsessed yeah. with like the sort of nervous skittish guy oh, who's yeah, obsessed yeah. with Mary well they're all obsessed with that's the point there of the were, film. but the one who switches between an American and a British accent halfway through the film the um, oh yeah, yeah 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 the Lincoln Lodge is a room in Chicago that that's run for ten years now it's run by a guy named Mark Geary yeah and he's British and he always tells us how shit our comics are compared to. A litany of names that we've never heard of. <laughs> yeah. Other, other people who sell Eddie Izzard sells massive. Well, of he course. Sells I just saw him out here. He was I at Pomono. Right. I saw Claremont. him at the Royal George. He did yeah. two hours straight, and then a twenty-minute encore. And, wow. I mean, it was incredible. But there are some there are some properly great comics in the UK, and and the, because the scene was so healthy for so long, there were a lot of. Not so many Americans. A few really good Americans came over, mm-hmm. or either like some Rich Hall the, maybe. Rich Hall lives in Britain. Yeah, I love Rich for the most part. Or he's got a place in Montana. Montana. Too, but yeah, he's yeah. a. Yeah. Arch Barker, is he all Australia? Arch yeah. Barker's over every so Austria. often. But, but he's more Australia. He's, he's huge Australia. in Australia. Um, but he'll come over sometimes. But um, but a lot of the best Canadian comics, like because I think the Canadian scene, just after a point, there's not many, there's probably like three or four really they top Canadian leave. comics who stay yeah. in Canada. They all and leave. the rest either end up in America yeah. or Britain. Glenn Wool and John Doerr and, you know, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. those guys are great. Comics. Well, Glenn yeah, Wool like lived Wall. in the UK for years. Yeah. For like I just 10 hung years. out with, with Wool he's, in New York a lot. He's a funny he's man. He's a great guy. Um, what about Minchin? What's his name? Am Tim I? Minchin. Tim lives Minchin. In, uh, he, lives in, he lives in Crouch End around the corner from where I used to live. Oh, yeah? Okay. I like As that, dude. As do most, like at least half the UK comedy scene lives in Crouch End. Oh, yeah? I don't know why. It's a very funny place. What's the deal with British comics wearing makeup? Um, I don't like that. 
British, as in like a little bit of eyeliner. <laughs> That's a little bit of makeup. Um, you know what? I think Stage. I think Glenn Wall was one of the first to be like one of the what early ones to be doing that. What are you What are you? What's with the makeup? Glenn's, <laughs> Glenn's been Glenn through Wall's so British many different like incarnations, looks wise. But like yeah. when I first met him, he was wearing a kind of cowboy hat, had eyeliner, and. He claims to this day Russell Brand stole his look. He's a big Guns N' Roses fan. I wonder if he was like still at a little hair metal. Yeah, it's definitely like a hair metal scene in the comedy yeah. scene yeah, yeah, for some reason. Yeah, he's completely like he's like Guns N' Roses is his favorite band. Yeah. Followed probably by either Faith No More or Pearl Jam. Or... <laughs> Those Speaking are fine choices. All fine choices. Actually, no, I don't think Pearl Jam so much as Faith No More. Like for, yeah. Guns N' Roses, then Faith No More. And then it's hard to love to a band like, that's put yeah. out three albums. I know, I mean, like, I know. no more. Like, yeah. like I guess they're together. I don't know. I don't think you can see <laughs> okay, them. I love you Boston. There, like all seven or eight other Mike Patton projects. Right. Oh, like, <laughs> Mr. Bungle and in uh, what was the other one? Uh, Ludicrous Noise. Oh, no, is he the first singer or the second? Is he what? Sorry, he's, he's the, the second. He's the, the first singer. What happened to the first one? We care a lot. Guy left, and then Mike Patton made him famous. Yeah, yeah. I like actually that kind of era before. Oh, we care a lot. one of the best songs ever. I will play it in the car on the way home. I just was reminded that it existed. There's some other British. Sorry, there was one. There's a young like is Jake something. There's a young British comic. Jake Whitehall is that oh, his Jack, name? Jack Whitehall is that him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he is he still selling out a lot? He's blowing up at the moment. Yeah, he's okay. everywhere. He's got okay. a sitcom on the air, and he's got uh, he's got like another series. Yeah, he's he's like twenty two and huge right now. Oh, That's really? Crazy. Comedy is actually what made me get into comedy. Uh, I That's would some watch great comics. Dave Allen at Large reruns. That's in interesting. The US. You saw him. Did it it wow. was one of the only shows that we got. It would have Monty Python and Dave Allen and the two Ronnies. Well, Dave Allen's one of those guys like. Stand up in the UK started really like like the there's a comedy comedy scene started probably around I think it can really be traced to 1979 when Don Ward and Pete Rosengard visited LA saw the comedy store realized the name wasn't trademarked in Britain stole it <laughs> <laughs> that's um, so typical of you Brits that's completely. what uh, Malcolm McLaren did uh, yeah. with punk so but um but people like like Dave Allen um Dave uh, Allen told street jokes well, in Dave a chair. Allen, and but yeah. it was still great. But like Dave Allen, Billy Connolly, um, I don't know what where Dave Allen came from. Billy, there were a few he's Scottish. No, he's, he's Irish. Irish. But he's I don't Irish. know. I don't know what scene he came from. There was a few com- people who were doing stand up before the stand up really started in the UK who came through the folk music scene. Mm. Billy Connolly is the most famous of them. Yeah. And then there was um, there was Mike, Mike, Mike Yarwood. Uh, it was an impressionist. Uh, Jasper Carrot, who was hu- who was one of the first comics I got into as a kid. He had this TV show. Uh, where he'd do some stand-up and then he'd do sketches. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, they all came through the folk music scene. They were they were musicians and they'd tell they oh, you know tell cool. a few stories and jokes in between the songs. Kind of like the like, Steve Martin route over here. Dave yeah, like smoked. Billy Connolly is a banjo player. Yeah, yeah. Dave Allen smoked and drank through the whole show. Yeah. Wait, and he, he would like make fun of the finger? Pope. Yes, yeah, he had a missing I finger. I used to watch him when yeah, I was a kid. Was my, that was like <laughs> yeah, my yeah, introduction yeah. to comedy because yeah, I was, was a dork, so I wanted to watch Doctor Who. And I would stay up late on Sunday. My parents would let me take a nap, and I'd stay up late on Sunday to watch Doctor Who. I'd wake up at like ten, and the shows that were on before Doctor Who were Monty Python, Dave Allen, and the Two Ronnies. Yeah, right. And after that, I'm like. Fuck Doctor Who. I want to watch these comedy guys. But uh, Dave Allen, he would make fun of the Pope and religion. And his his send off line every night was, Good night, and may your God go with you. <laughs> and he would always do these sketches that were like silent sketches. They would have the Pope just being made fun of. Oh, so, like, they had a Pope on a sedan chair with four guys carrying him. They'd go upstairs, and the Pope would fall off the thing, or they'd walk into a pole, and the Pope would smack his face. Yeah. And, like, it which, was which just funny quite... to watch the Pope get kicked around. Right, right. Which is really, like, for for an Irish guy, 
um, in the sort of 70s, early 80s. Sure. That's really, that's quite subversive. Yeah. Like, that's that a, makes a lot of yeah. sense because my friend Rory McHugh, when I was a kid, his family used to watch it. So that's mm-hmm. how that's how I got introduced to him. Oh, right. That's hysterical. I, for, I haven't thought of that dude in so long. He is, he is a pivotal influence on me. Wow, like, that's I mean, amazing. he's the guy that made me go, oh, wait. This is better than the other yeah. dumb shit I like. <laughs> did uh, did Rowan Atkinson ever do stand up? He kind of like he never did stand up. He did um, he did a one man show that I think all of it is on YouTube. Uh-huh. Um, and that show is hilarious. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's so good. But it's all that's all characters. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's all characters. He, he that do him. some monologue pieces, yeah. and then the rest of it was sort of be. With like sketches, yeah, is yeah, that yeah. The yeah. one where he did uh, the devil welcoming everybody? Yeah, to hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's oh, the one. That's and he does like a teacher teaching a drama class about classic Shakespeare, right? Like the archetype characters. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I it is Ricky so Gervais funny. His AIDS flyer bit is one of the funniest pieces of comedy. I don't think I've seen that. He has it, a real flyer from the eighties about uh, about it was like them trying to get people to use protection, but it's like way late, so it's like the last people that are still like. <laughs> need to be convinced <laughs> I don't want to do any of it because it's right. on YouTube it's brilliant it's uh, him reading right off the flyer and just making fun of it That's I don't funny. know if we talked about this on the show but uh, did you guys see the this, which is basically what we're doing today the inside comedy or something on HBO with Ricky Gervais Jerry oh yeah Seinfeld. I'm talking funny I've seen Chris it. Rock yeah, yeah, yeah. I found that really awkward so did I I kind of yeah, did too I loved every minute I of it, it oh great. really I, I thought it. they had zero respect for Ricky Gervais, and I loved it. Yeah, yeah, that was that was something I picked Chris up on Rock too. Especially Absolutely. jammed him a couple times. Well, that's what yeah, it, because because he's not like he hasn't he ha- like he'll he'll admit himself like he hasn't he hasn't gone through the apprenticeship. He hasn't right. earned his. He there. said it on the show. I, I give him credit he, for trying, though. He's already so famous. He didn't even do stand up. You know what? I, I give him credit for trying. I don't give it, him credit for being for, for, for like he's the same as Seinfeld. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and he produced the show. That's the other thing. So it almost felt like. It almost felt like you know, like when a when a rich kid invite like when when a rich kid gets his parents to buy like a sports team to come round for his birthday party, and pretend to be his friend. Like nobody it, likes like, me, but when Van Halen plays my birthday party, they'll like me. Yeah, they were like, like I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Chris Rock, and I'm, gonna get <laughs> and I'm gonna get Seinfeld, and they're all gonna sit around and we're we're gonna talk as peers. Yeah, here's just, what here's the one thing I thought that was really great about that though. There is a moment when you've ever hung out with a lot of comics. There's that moment where everyone's riffing and somebody, usually Todd Glass or James Adomian, <laughs> says something so funny that even all the comics in the room lose their shit and start crying laughing. And I felt that the first time I've ever seen that captured on film for a regular person to watch yeah. is the sitting on the cock because I'm gay yeah. moment where uh, Chris <laughs> so, yeah. Rock goes, does he do the whistle? And they all <laughs> fucking lose their minds. And I'm like, yes, that's it. That's, that's what happens when comics hang out. They, and I just thought that that special for nothing right. else was good for putting that moment out there. Right. So the funny thing get- about that moment, John, is for comics, I think the like how long it takes to get there because everyone's always trying to top each other. Yeah, sure. And yeah. you, it takes like an hour, and then finally there's a comment, and everyone but, finally just like starts cracking up. No one's ever and seen it's totally that in, exactly. In yeah, yeah, I agree. Has never seen but five of- hilarious people. Yeah. just killing but each other. But this is the other reason why I'm slightly against that show is it came out shortly after Provenza's Green Room and I'm friends mm. with all of the guys who made that. Right, right. It's a, it's a rip-off. I don't think it is a rip-off. Well, I think, I think the you know, Green Room's a rip-off of this show. But, so. Provenza yeah, <laughs> can suck it. And all <laughs> We are adding to the people who can suck it list. Yeah, yeah. Right now it's Provenza you guys can and see the Laugh it, Factory. But Murray's got an entire wall. <laughs> it's a whiteboard that he just keeps adding to. 
<laughs> suck it. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to put Eddie Murphy on that suck it list. I'm not there yet, but yeah. one more shitty kid movie. Uh, to be, I love Paul. He's actually going to come on the show, so I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love Paul. Paul you no you longer have, have to suck stories. it. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you do not have to suck yeah. it. Just so you know, he's Murray. Is, you don't have to suck it. <laughs> scratch him off the wall. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, uh, Prashant, I yeah. was looking at your website earlier. Uh, you do a lot of colleges, right? I did you know last I mean? two, like basically the last year and a half, two years. Yeah, yeah. By the way, there's a picture of you on your website sitting on a ch- it's black and white, sitting on a chair with a microphone and like these college students just, you look like a youth group leader. <laughs> like you're giving a Wait, speech. let's pull it up. What picture is that? It's uh, it's on your website. It was on there earlier. I don't come have a... Uh, no, no, no. I want to know. <laughs> I know. Seriously. I, I, ha- I have to call the people working for me, me to up. see which... Remember that a- one time that you sung the song about Jesus? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was clearly... I would be the leader that would, you know, convert people to Christianity. No, <laughs> no with Prasanth uh, <laughs> yeah. this week in the students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How many out here are pagans? And then I just... <laughs> Yo, how to? (laughs) Let me tell you about my gods. (laughs) Right. But uh, wait, what? What specifically about that picture? Uh, I was gonna make fun of you for it, but oh, since okay. you don't know what it is, specifically, <laughs> I was gonna shit on you. So yeah, yeah, yeah but really, now I don't know. No, let's stop the show so you can bring out your iPhone. I want to find it. I want to find this picture. <laughs> I would like to let anyone listening knowing we have told zero road stories. I, yeah, I know. So. Let's start 30, it off while I bring the picture. Thir- up. I was trying to get it over to uh, to get going on the road on uh, colleges, but then I got sidetracked by the picture that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how are the how are the roads in Chicago when you because when when Graham Elwood and like uh, those guys and Mike Siegel and come on. Those guys said, are ten years ahead of me. Yeah, though. that's what I'm saying. It was you could go anywhere. What, you how can was it? go. I was. I basically began my road comedy career in the middle of the long, slow decline of what had been the one nighter oh, system okay. in America, which still exists in tatters Is and that shreds. Triple runs. I never had to do a triple run. That's 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 more Pacific crazy Northwest. Pacific Northwest yeah, shit right. that I never had to get involved in. <laughs> But I had to do the Midwest equivalent of a triple run, which while not quite... Yoder runs? Yes. Yes, indeed. Oh, they're Yoders. Yoder, Yoder okay. put food on my plate. I mean, like, Jimmy Pardo, I, I owe, like, my getting out on the road, to. Mm-hmm. I did a week with Jimmy. Uh, I thought he was hilarious. Well, he is hilarious. Uh, and I thought that. And I, I was kind of a little dick, so I was <laughs> like, you know, I knew that Jimmy had laughed when I was doing my set. And so I said, Jimmy, I know you do not have to do this at all, but if you could recommend me just a feature Mm -hmm. for John Yoder, because at that point Yoder had probably like 12 weeks of work that you could do twice a year if you were a middle. And they were two one-nighters in a hotel bar somewhere in the godforsaken Midwest. And then you (laughs) would do three nights at a comedy club uh, Which club? Yeah. Well, they, like a Penguins or clubs. something? Uh, no, that's Jeff Johnson. I did. Oh, still books okay. Too. He still books Doctor Grins. Yeah, the Yoder's son has taken over the business, and they still book about six full-time clubs. One of which, Madison Comedy Club on State, is one of the best yeah. clubs in the country. No, Yoder's got some uh, good stuff going on. But what he doesn't have anymore is the is the interlocking one nighter system. Uh, so it's really hard so out there. So if you're headlining, you can fly in and do it. But if yeah, you're a feature, exactly. where you just work if you were a feature, you can't really make the money you used to be able to. Right. You know, like so. And also within seven hours of Chicago, I could do probably forty weeks of work, and then you know. Plane tickets were cheap back then, so I could fly down to Texas and do Rich Miller's rooms uh, for you know, and still make out okay. With, yeah. with yeah. But, you know what? What's a shame is that any middle out there now, the money is exactly what it 
was the same, and in some places less. Well, that's kind yeah. of what's happening in the UK. Than like I've when noticed, I started, yeah. it's impossible. Has yeah, gone through the roof. Gas prices are double what they yeah. used to be. Plane tickets, and nobody's double. paying any more. Right. Then that's, that's to ex- middle. Yeah. That's exactly what I've noticed in the UK. I don't do. I don't work in the UK very much anymore. I'll sort of go back for maybe a couple of weeks at a time, but I'm still on all the mailing lists from the bookers. Well, they'll <laughs> kind of email in. We're like, here are the gigs we're trying to fill. Would you yeah. like and to then Tottenham for a hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah, and the money is the money is the same or less. You sort of go like. Hey, that used to be a two hundred pound show, and now it's one hundred and fifty. Yeah. Without a room, yeah, dropping and the rooms, yeah. Although yeah. You, that's less important in the UK because that, that again, this is yeah, why it's I was, a smaller country. This is why I was. This is one of the reasons why I was lucky starting the UK as a comic and wanting to be a road comic. Is it's we have a fifth of the number of people in America in a fiftieth of the space. Yeah. It's yeah. ten yeah. times more densely populated, you and like the country's all of tiny. California in in Britain, right? Oh, or and more. some, and some. Oh, yeah, like it's, it's just it's how many a, people live in the UK? There's sixty million people in the UK, give or take, just over sixty. That's million. exactly California. And um, like but it, fifty-five, but yeah. But you know, most of them, uh, like there's the, the Highlands of Scotland and the remote bits of Wales are fairly and Cornwall are fairly not very populated. It still looks like Game most of Thrones of, up there. Most <laughs> of the really big, uh. Most of the big cities in the UK are within four hours drive. Mm-hmm. Like wow. from, from London, if you if you drive straight north, you pass you kind of you pass Birmingham, uh, Leicester, Nottingham, Manchester, Sheffield, Leeds, uh, Liverpool. You know these are. You're ooh. describing all my favorite Who albums. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're going through my record collection. You know, each of these are big cities. Like each of these are cities. This like with between 500,000 and a million people. Uh-huh. And wow. so so that these are all places where you can play. And That's you can awesome. Dr- you can drive back the same night. Yeah. Pardo uh, had the best quote about shitty gigs for money. Like people would call him up and be like, "Hey, you want to do $100 in Duluth?" And Jimmy would be like, "If I told you there was a bucket in Chicago with $100 in it, would you drive to get that bucket?" <laughs> I think that's like the absolute be all end all of the mm-hmm. shit gig offer. Yeah. I sent my avails to Yoder one, uh, like last two years ago, last year or something, and I don't know if he was bullshitting me or he's like, "Yeah, I've got a feature spot in Maine for $200 on Saturday oh, he night." Bullshitting. This is a Monday. <laughs> on Saturday and, and I'm like John yeah. you do remember I live in California don't you yeah but you can't ha- do that in the UK to, I remember the first time I ever headlined and I use that in the loosest loosest <laughs> time first time you ever went last and That's did more time exactly yeah. what it was like the first time like, the first time anyone it was, all, it was one of the first times anyone paid me money to do comedy but like it was one of those like, it was a it was a coll- it was a student run show and no one else was getting money and I was getting 20 pounds <laughs> Uh, the gig was in Swansea, which is Wales, which is another country. <laughs> driving to another country to get twenty pounds when the fuel alone cost at least forty. Uh, but it was, just, you know, when you're when you're that new, you go, "This is That's the best thing you, ever." This That's is what you amazing. have to do for time, especially. Yeah, but you go, yeah. Like, the t- like that that four hour drive there and four hour drive back was just. I was delighted. I remember just starting out, just break it if I could break even, just oh, to get. Yeah, because I, I started in. Los Angeles was the worst place to start. That's the hardest thing to do. So yeah. just to get out, just to get out, get out there, do six strings of one nighter, come back and just break even. I was yeah, happy. having got far more stage time than you ever would have oh, yeah. in London. I, yeah. Oh, sorry, in LA, which is the same as staying in London. London, you do maybe ten minutes as an open spot, uh-huh. whereas in you go to Manchester and they let you do twenty minutes, maybe. Yeah. No, I had a Monday, to, mon- Sunday, Monday restaurant shift at, at noon mm-hmm. at Navy Pier in Chicago. Which restaurant? I, it's not there anymore. Charlie's Ale House. Okay. A bunch of comedians worked there. Uh, Darren Bodecker worked there. Henry Scott. <laughs> bunch of guys. Uh, and Dude, I can't I would... imagine what that commute's like to get in and out of Navy Pier on the weekend. 
oh, well, I didn't have a car that I would use in the city. I would just get on the bus and mm. you know, you take the free trolley. Sure, sure, like, sure. It was brutal. We gave food to Germans and kids. <laughs> That's all it was. Nobody was coming back, yeah. so the service was shit because we had no regulars. Right. But like, I remember having to tell a guy to put his tank top back on. And I'm like, this is not going to be a big tip when you're telling the Harley Davidson tank top guy to put his shirt back on. But I would then get in the car because I didn't want a day job. That was my main thing. Yeah. Although I think, you know, it's interesting. I think in some ways that kind of, it got me better at it as a comedian, but it fucked me a little too because... I wrote kind of a loud pandery act and it took me a while. Thank God I had the city rooms to come back to where I knew not to try to do that shit. But I, I feel like I probably had two extra years of hacking it up before I realized, okay, you can't you can't do this. You gotta do stuff that you would laugh at. But you, but you know yeah. what? Like that kind of stuff, for all it might have set you back creatively as a writer. You were learning stagecraft. Yeah. You were learning delivery. Oh, yeah, yeah. Learning. I think about I that not, too. Like you I have to go through those periods. It's about Scooby Doo. They were all high. I mean, like the dumbest, dumbest yeah. shit. Because you know you're in a bar full of idiots who are just mad that they turned the Red Wings game off. They don't right. even know <laughs> right. that there's a comedy. Like comedy? What? Because yeah. we were in hotel bars. Right. So half the people there were the people in town who came to the show. Yeah. The other half were just truckers and salesmen Furious, and shit that were like, this thing why the fuck is this the, the bar, the one place one my after favorite. my day of shit that I can just sit here and have some beers <laughs> and not listen to John Roy do his stupid Scooby-Doo routine. <laughs> right. You know, like, one of my favorite heckles I'd ever heard about was in the UK years back where so it was one of those kind of shows where someone's just imposing comedy on sure, the audience. Sure. And some guy just goes... There used to be a pool table here. <laughs> oh, dude, there were rooms where they kept the pool going. Yeah, dude, where I would so be on awesome. stage and you would hear people playing pool through your entire show. Crack, yeah. crash. Oh, you, you just know, try to like, time it so that the, the, the right, break doesn't come at your the punch. Break on the setups, you know, trying to get the uh, yeah. The, be the best shit audience story I did. I did a, a room in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Which, if you're not familiar with the United States geography, for the whatever hand. reason... That's Canada. That's basically... Yeah, yeah it's yeah. basically Michigan's Canada. cut in half. There's a lake that divides Michigan from... Yeah. There's no reason on earth this should be the same state. I know. I don't know why. How did no they get that part of the state? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Well, that should completely be southern. Is it Ontario or Manitoba? Yeah, just give it to them. Yeah. Take yeah. it. Southern Take Manitoba. it, please. Yeah. You all talk the same. Take <laughs> it. So you have to drive up there through Wisconsin into... The UP, it's a two-lane highway. Yes, I've and, driven that. And, if there, and there's no passing. So if there's a guy doing 40, which there was, you are Oof. now doing 40 for eight hours from Chicago to get up there. You're in the woods. It looks like somewhere Frodo has to go to you know, complete yeah. some task. Yeah, if this car stops now, yeah. then well, so, this is what's happening. <laughs> the guy I'm with is a Dave Matthews Band fanatic. This is the 90s, so there's no iPods. Well, it's like year 2000. No, it's 2001, because it was just after 9-11, which made the gig even better. Uh, <laughs> but he had a, you know those big giant sleeves that would look like binders, but they're full of CDs. Like oh, Nobody yeah. has oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, his entire thing was full of Dave Matthews bootlegs. Ugh. I am not a big Dave Matthews fan. God Christ. So uh, with no the whole road trip is me, I get one CD, Whatever I want. And then he gets one CD, which is always Dave Matthews. So like, by the time I get up there, I have now heard seven hours of the Dave Matthews like band. different versions of yeah, the same different, song. Yeah, here, oh, yeah. Here's, oh this, no, dude, this is the best dance marching. It's from you know, Meadowlands. Oh, fine. <laughs> okay. So we get up there. there and he, there's 17 people in a 
bar called Pasquale's Pizza Place. It's in the middle of the woods. There are sawn-off sections of logs decorating the wall. Uh, <laughs> they don't even have deer. They yeah, can't no, even get it's, animals. It's like, I bagged me a tree. <laughs> you know? just put wood. Yeah. There's one more crying hippie after I sliced this part of this ran, fucking tree Ran off. into this one on the way home last night. <laughs> but we're doing a southern accent. It's not a southern accent. It's a Sarah Palin accent. That's what everyone yeah. talks like up there. So we get up there. I, at the time, my opener was, uh, I had a joke, I go, I'm, I'm broke, I'm pretty depressed, I got an envelope in the mail, apparently I've been pre-denied for a Visa card. That was my opener. Right. Went fine. For mo- it was my opener for a year, it worked. I do that That's joke. A decent joke. No, oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Dead silence. Woman in the front row goes, that's not possible. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, uh, you are aware these are jokes. So then I did 30 minutes to dead silence, (laughs) uh, except in the final five minutes, an old man said, talk about Afghanistan. Oh, Jesus Christ. I thought that the guy with me was going to, oh, and then also every now and then someone would try to buy me a shot Mm -hmm. and they'd be like, drink like a youper. They call themselves youpers. And then a dude tried to trade me painkillers. I don't know. It was a weird, (laughs) weird crowd. Then the the guy came on. I thought he was going to do great because he had all this hunting and fishing stuff. He was from Wisconsin. Culturally, it's similar. They tolerated him for about 10 minutes, and then a woman from the crowd got up behind him and started dancing. She was a 45-year-old mom, and she's just dancing around. And then, (laughs) Oh, and then the the hotel was like this little old lady ran this tiny hotel when we got there. She goes, don't you be bringing any women back. I'm like, don't you worry. I have uh, have looked around your fair town. And I guess that's that's the worst of the... Oh, jeez. Yeah, this, okay, getting back to Vince Brown. First of all, let me address this really quick. This is the picture, you guys. Does that woman look like a college student? No, that woman looks like Hulk Hogan. (laughs) She looks like an old woman. I thought maybe she could have been like... And it's not black and white for people that are listening. It's totally in color. Hulk Hogan. All right, sorry, you're just brown. Here's what you did. You saw I did colleges and built this narrative around me and then tried to make me look like a youth pastor, which is not my look. You know what happens when you bag on the host on Road Stories? You get it edited out. (laughs) You get on the suck it list. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, Paul Provenza's picture has just been um, replaced with Prashant. Hey Paul, <laughs> yeah, right. Paul, ease up a bit because Prashant's got to suck a little bit. I got just come yeah. on, Paul, just get <laughs> hey, up a little bit. I'm happy to get my head shot up in any more rooms if I can. So <laughs> yeah, I'm starting, to, I'm starting a one nighter. One. Here. So Vince Maranto, we got done with a St. Charles night. Is Vince a comic? Yeah, he's Saint a comic. Charles Same guy. is a giant barn, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Saint Charles is a, it's a great club. I like working there, but the physical reality of it, it is a barn, literally a barn okay. that is adjacent to a golf resort. Yeah. Uh, anyway. It's like a honeymooners getaway type thing. It's yeah. weird. Anyway, we're getting done. Uh, it's like a Thursday night show. Uh, and the booker, this woman, Cindy, she's really cool. She's like, hey, if you guys want to go snag an extra hundred bucks each, there's a bar like just down the road that's getting done with an MMA fight. And they want you to do comedy. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do. You sure? They do? Yeah. yeah. You sure and about we're that? like, this is something oh, that they, they all shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's define. Like this. So I'm thinking it. like, okay. Knockout. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we go from the most alpha male thing to the most beta male thing possible in like a minute? Girls don't like me. I'm a piece of shit to fight, right, fellas? Right. We need some introspection. <laughs> so I go like I go to. I'm thinking like, okay, this is going to be a bar that like maybe 20 dudes are at. That's what they're talking. 
This is like the Buffalo Wild Wings of MMA bars. It is packed. There are literally like 500 to 600 dudes. It's like a Best Buy. Yes, it's a Best Buy of MMA and testosterone (laughs) and just fucking dudes that just want to beat the shit out of someone that looks unfamiliar. Papa Roach shirts as far as the And and they put us right, the stage is set right under the biggest screen in the entire place. And they turn the fight off. For them to, they turned the end of the fight off. Sorry, they they so saw it's the, the post game. Yeah, the post game. So they turned it off to watch us. No one gives a shit about us. We're clearly, <laughs> and I go on first. I'm like, oh Jesus, this is going to be awful. Do you hear full crowd noise while you're doing your jokes? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So here, let me set the stage. It's like there's like a little roped off section of people that are actually like close to the stage that you can address. Then beyond that is like a sea of people just ordering wings and beer and doing their own thing. And you're and they can hear you though. That's how loud the mic is. During the middle of my set, drunk as shit, this dude walks up to the stage with his phone, starts taking pictures of me, and I'm like, I don't know what's happening right now. And he goes, Hey Aziz. Aziz, (laughs) I love community. (laughs) So that's how unfamous Indian people are. Like he not only confused me for one of the most famous Indian comics in the country, but then confused the other two famous Indian dudes. Who do you think Aziz was on community? Ken Jeong? No, Danny Pudi. Oh, right, Danny Pudi. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I was just like, wow, this is officially the worst confusion. (laughs) Indian people get like some of the... It's so weird. Community and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he and just thought media. Indian people and then just grabbed yeah. from the ether what he could say about me. We still get the shittiest heckles, yeah. dude. Like Slow being brown. Well, you're also in that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Life of Pi. I'm excited. Shop. And the jungle, yeah. dude. I just did El Paso comic strip during my set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, during the middle of my set, some dude just yells out 7-Eleven. Are you Get out of here. No, not really? at all. Not kidding you. And I had to, I wasn't even pissed off because I was like, I was like, really? I was like, really? That's oh, what you're going to yell? It could have been 9-Eleven. Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. But like, the, <laughs> like, even when I used to hear the 7-Eleven thing way back when, I was like, that's not an insult. You're just saying we're small business owners. Right. Like, we're contributing to the economy. I w- I'd like to see what kind of business they'd start if they parachuted into fucking Mumbai. I know, like, exactly. What kind of business would you run in that's India not I just knowing don't the language? Get, like, I expect you would be a multinational uh, <laughs> insurance conglomerate. Right? <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it always 2012. Amazed, it amazes me, oh. like, the rare occasion, like, you see proper overt racism. Like, there's a... There's a there's a party called the British National Party, which is basically racist. It's mm-hmm. the racist party. Do they like? Can people walk around and respectably say, "I am a member of that party," or does everyone in England think they're a shit? Well, a few, like in most places, no. But then every so often, I can't even remember the name of the town I was playing in. But it was, it was this little town, really picturesque town. But I had a bit of material about the BMP, sort of mocking them. And then this guy sort of stood up as a supporter of them, and then we ended up in a whole this whole debate. Well, oh, like, it's that's like it's the being worst! A and ended up being like a sort of political debate between me and him, and then, but like he was losing the audience, and then at one point he just sort of turns around, and just goes, "BMP, who's with me?" <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone? No, nothing. nothing. Which I, was beautiful because then he had to sort of just slump into a seat. Uh, oh <laughs> no! I had a guy Heil Hitler, a skinhead Heil Hitler, me in the valley. 
I was doing my job against anti-Semitism and he's in the skin and he just keeps Heil Hitler and me in the crowd and then after the show he wanted to kick the shit out of me he goes you may have your hair correct but you better get your mind correct (laughs) and he wanted he was trying to find he thought I was a sharpie you know he wanted because he thought I was like an anti-racist skinhead and uh, I was like, dude, I'm not, you know. No, I'm, finally, just, I'm just bald, so I've shaved it. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, my I, gosh. I about it on stage now, but his two buddies, who were also meatheads, they were backyard wrestlers, like they filmed it for YouTube or whatever. <laughs> they pulled him off of me, and then they all left, but I stayed in that bar for like an hour oh, with the yeah. Mexican bouncers until those guys left. Oh, I don't my know if gosh. Or whatever. Yeah, there was another. I can't. I get. I cannot remember. It started as a racist thing. I can't remember what the guy shouted out. This was again some little middle of sure. a nowhere gig, where just like it, it was one of these gigs. It was like in a in. It was like a sports. I think it was like a rugby club. But like all of these rugby clubs and some like the cheaper golf courses have these kind of clubhouses that are like bars, but they're like like the really cheap crappy hotel yeah, bars yeah, with yeah. the polystyrene roof tiles yeah, and yeah. the brown carpet in the rooms, just like a rectangle that use gets used for everything um and and it ended up with me being i had to go to another gig as well so i couldn't stay i had to leave and it ended with me being escorted out by this guy who was like the kind of janitor of the thing who had very few teeth and like he escorted me out of the building just going they won't go through me They're, you're safe with me they won't go through me they've got to go through me to get to you he was using his loyalty to protect you yeah, like that's going like, no was, i think it was either a mixture of his loyalty or the fact that he thought he was harder so i was like okay fine you know what I will, I will take that. And if they do, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to stand shoulder. I, I appreciate your help here. I am not standing shoulder to shoulder on this one. If they, if they do attack, I am legging it and relying on being quick. <laughs> like, just- the anti-Semitism thing is actually the one that's drawn out the most bigots in the crowd. I've had. Huh. I was at the Haha North Hollywood once again, beginning of the line. I'm like, you know, people hate Jewish people, and then uh, I don't know why. And a woman goes. <laughs> But they're so stingy. Like she was clearly <laughs> also a member of a minority, but was attacking. Oh, but that's the case. Yeah, like oh, was attacking the other minority. Yeah, the worst. And then I, I did. A, I was in St. Louis on the east side of the city at the old Funny Bone, and I did. I uh, did the joke again, and a guy goes, "Try working for one." Like I mean, like <laughs> oh, I've never man. had a joke, and I do jokes. You know, I defend. Uh, you know, a lot of my comedy is you know an anti-racist thing. That's sure. sort of the point of it, right? And but no group has been attacked more vocally to me than, than Jewish people. I, really? I, I gotta yeah. go I gotta I gotta go gays and uh, I have to say uh from my own family. <laughs> <laughs> I was down in Tennessee doing a show and my cousin came out to see it and afterwards or hanging out afterwards like yeah, man, you sound like you got a good life out there in California. Like, yeah yeah I do. I gotta come out and see you. Like, yeah okay. <laughs> he goes <laughs> <laughs> You live in LA, right? And I go, yeah. He goes, yeah. You guys got a lot of faggots out there, don't you? I said, yeah, we have a lot. We have, uh, yeah, they're everywhere. <laughs> you probably shouldn't come out. And yeah, because they right are. At LAX, they make out with you. Yeah, That's yeah. The one thing you gotta know. Yeah, you yeah. can't you swing can, a dead can, cat. If you can deal with that, then actually, it's the weather's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta sit through them. I, oh, I had, I, I remember, I, I had an Indian one as well. Like there was a, I, I had a bit. I've got a bit about call centers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 
And the bit is basically defending the call center worker. Like the premise of the bit is basically, you know, you're shouting at them. Like no matter how much you hate the company, they hate it more. How dare you use <laughs> comedy to defend an underdog exactly. when you yeah, should be I using know. it to kick them in the face? <laughs> yeah. This is a show in Great Yarmouth in the UK, which is a little town on the like on the seaside town. I think it's up in Norfolk or somewhere. It's just out like the bulge, like a little bit where the Britain sort of bulges out in the east. Okay. Uh, and it's like right out there. And I just I was doing the bit and just went, you know, for call centers, whatever, and some woman in the audience just went, They're all Indian. I just went, What? <laughs> she went, They're all Indian, you can't understand them. And I just went, Oh sorry, hang on, hold hold on a second. And then and then a friend next to her just went set went Bud Bud Ding Ding. <laughs> and just and then and then that that table laughed and everyone else was thankfully appalled. But but ding ding by the way that's that that in Britain if you're a if you're a junior racist in Britain that's the noise an Indian makes. That's how Indian people speak. Oh, is that the they say bud bud ding ding? Oh, very, bud, very bud. is that like our equivalent of Chinese gibberish when yeah, we yeah. Americans are yeah. exactly. Yeah, ninety seven when I started comedy, I was at probably the very end of this where it was still acceptable to just go on stage and just be a stupid racist. Right. Like one of the guys we started. Hmm, I don't think that stopped. I think it has a little bit. I don't think you can just... You have to sort of be clever about it or go, no, I don't... Really, you know, they're, they're, Or you just go, okay, so my family is from this minority. Well, yeah. okay, now but, I have carte blanche to do yeah. all the others. Yeah. There was a guy who was a, one of our open micers when we started out, and one of his big jokes was like, somebody farting in a Chinese... It was the dumbest thing ever, but he went, ching chong, ching chong, stinky, stinky. Like, that was his actual... <laughs> that was his actual punchline of an actual joke, and it worked. Like... Like he really did that. I swear to God, he did. You know that. what? I'm gonna bring back Ching Chong Ching Chong Ching. I was documented on some some I, video. I how else would a Chinese person express <laughs> that an unpleasant odor has entered the room? I know. No, seriously though, if you're Chinese in America, in your and some of us in your restaurant, what what else what what else can you say to express your displeasure? <laughs> ching Chong Ching. I forgot about, but recently, within the last three months, and I don't know what spawned it. I was so for some reason. Some woman was like yelled out at me, and I don't know what spawned it, but she goes, and this is a visual, so you can't see it. She goes, Well, at least I'm not like this, and pulled her her eyes back. Oh and my stuck gosh. Out, and stuck out her buck teeth. At least I'm not like this. Oh, <laughs> Whoa. oh madam, you just were. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you thought you were doing, but whatever it was, you just were that thing. I'm like, no matter awful. what, how racist you think I am, that lady, just... you win. Now, how <laughs> many people do you think? Voted for Romney because they're actually these sort of, you know, no social spending conservatives with this kind of philosophy. And how many voted for Romney just because they felt like that would be the guy that would be more okay with them pulling their eyes back and going, oh, don't, ching, don't. Like, I really think I would was love part statistics. Two nights ago, I was just amongst, I was just, I did a college gig in Tallahassee two nights ago, and the hotel I was staying in, it was, and in fact, I imagine still is because it was running all weekend hosting this Republicans convention, mm -hmm. uh, including like the Republican Sheriff's Convention, the Association of Teenage Republicans. Oh, uh, and so I was drinking in the bar with all of them afterwards. I just, you know, I was just, the show finished. I went down to the bar, had a drink. I was just talking to the bartender and then they sort of came around and you sort of hear little snippets and get little bits of their opinions. My biggest regret, by the way, is that the guy who was telling me his theory about Catholicism drowned out the person, the woman behind who was talking about Michelle Obama and the and the guy to the right who was talking about rape and I, and like oh I was God. kind of listening to it and I'm just going if I if I could have just tuned into either of those conversations that's five minutes of material oh absolutely or there's, there's just some part of the world where all three of those conversations oh, yeah. meet on rape 
<laughs> but, yeah. the word, like, Michelle Obama Catholicism. <laughs> but you, but this one woman was just going like a. She just she went like I've lived in dictatorships. I, you know I've lived in Cuba. I've lived in Spain. She's going, well, Spain hasn't been a dictatorship for quite some time, <laughs> yeah. but we'll go with this. And she named a yeah. couple of other countries, and she just goes into, Spain? and America's going this way. Yeah, f- under Franco it was, oh, yeah. but that was like... <laughs> 72. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and America's, America's going that way. I've had to lay off two people from our company because of Obamacare. No, you didn't. And that was the end. Of, firstly, yeah. Like, you uh, chose to do that. And yeah. then secondly, that's not dictated. And it hasn't started yet. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. did that, you I did know. that two years early <laughs> just because you wanted to. I'm going to lay them off in 2014. That's a, But it pains me <laughs> to do They're pre-laid off. I've sent yeah, them the letters. Yeah. I gave them their two-year notice. I never remember like full story. I just remember little snippets of horror from like doing like like this run in Devon. It was me and Tony Woods. Do you know Tony? He's an American comic. He's yeah, I know Tony. York. He's a very funny guy. He's sometimes in the UK and it, and we were staying, but it was this one where we, they put us in this weird Devonshire guest house mm-hmm. where we had to, sh- we, we had to share rich? a bunk bed. Is uh, it Devon rich? It, it's like this old, hol- it's, bits of it are, but it's like this, it's also really countrysidey. And it was run by this really like horny 60 year old landlady who just <laughs> like, we, was, we all had a drink and then she just disappears and then reemerges wearing this sort of negligee that's half seen. <laughs> Just flirting with both of us, which of us she's gonna go for while her, while her sort of teenage son sits to the side. Oh, right Does she get a choice between top bunk and bottom bunk? Exactly, she wants like, you could be in the bunk bed or you could be in the master bedroom. But uh, <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know, oh. all these little like my first horror gig in the U, in the US when I was fresh off last comic standing, and I was like. Me and Danny Bevins were driving out to I this casino. I love Danny. He's been on the show. Funny guy. Danny's great. great. But we were driving out to this casino gig near uh, in somewhere in California, and he and he was like, "I've done this before. It's not a good gig. It's not an easy <laughs> gig." And I was like, "And I'd just come off last comic, and I was having great gigs everywhere." And yeah. I was like, you know, I'd, "I'd come into America as a headliner because I, you know, it was it was a lovely way to do it." Uh, and I was thinking in the drive, yeah, maybe you had trouble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that yeah. Rash arrogance that you can only have. Like, yeah. Uh, and just oh god, just we get in the room and there's like an old time swing band with no one under the age of seventy slow dancing, <laughs> and then the music stops. Everyone who can walk leaves. <laughs> we just left. I was just I last like Danny walked about four of them. I walked about another three. Oh, and then we were just, it was just dark. I have one story, but it's really dark and it's not funny. So I'm not going to tell that. But I'll tell another one where uh, we like dark and you like not dark. Funny. Well, I'll tell you, we like I'll, dark and I'll not be funny. As quick Croissant as I can, here. but uh, I don't want to. <laughs> Right, well, Go as dark uh, as you like, yeah. So here it is. Uh, I, I saw, um, well, I was doing a club, and I really can't say some names because it's a, it's a federal crime. So I really can't, I can't say all the names of this place, but it's, it's in the Midwest. And I, but I, it rhymes with bunny nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I was doing a show, and uh, this was kind of a mobbed up club. Mm-hmm. And you kind of knew that going in, right? Like you saw some of the employees, and they looked like ex-cons, and it was kind of a thing where outlaw bikers and mob kind of mixed, you know? And, uh, and I was there, and there was a heckler, and they took him out back, and they beat the shit out of him. Like, like good wow. Like, wow. good fellas. Like, I had never seen anything like it, right? And then the cops came, and they got, they got all the, they were, like, throwing brass knuckles and drawers and shit and trying to, and they got the, the main guy out of the club, and then uh, the, um, the the police came and they lined everyone up. They couldn't find nobody was talking, and sure, the guy sure. couldn't pick out the dude who did it. The guy they were looking for. And then a year later, we went back to the club, 
And he had a, a restaurant that he would take us to, the club owner did. And it's the same the same show is booked. Me and the middle and the headliner are all back again. And uh, he's like, yeah, you know, they wanted me for murder one. Remember that guy? He ended up dead uh, in Florida. I don't know anyone in Florida, right? And he looks around and smiles at all of us. And his <laughs> lawyer's sitting right there kind of nodding. And we're like, yeah, we don't know oh anything. Oh, my God. And then uh, we went right back to work. And that was the end of it. But... I mean, that was the most chilling. Because you know, you, you know, all over the country, you're working for shady dudes. Sure. The yeah. Cash business. Right. They're bar owners. Like yeah. a lot of that is laundering. There's rivers of money flowing over under places that all of us have worked. Wow. Yeah, yeah. All we was, complain about, like they don't deal with like this club does not deal with hecklers. Right. Right. No, yeah. They, why yeah. can't this like just. There's this club, there's this other club that I went to and they really deal with it. Yeah, I yeah. think they were trying to avoid, you know, if they were crying, then they would look at the books. I don't know what it all right, was. Yeah, right, yeah, right. And, and again, I don't even know if anything really bad happened. But yeah, yeah. I do know that we were all nodded and smiled at to be like, <laughs> you, you didn't see anything, right? Yeah, and yeah. we were like, yeah. So do you now, with hindsight, think that they booked the exact same show so that they could get all of you back at the same time? Absolutely. So, oh my right. gosh. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely, I do. You know, and again, I mean, and that's the only way they can guarantee get like as a comic, they can go. We need to get these guys back in the room so we can scare them. How do we do it? Oh, we'll just book them. Yeah, they will take the gig. We don't have to. Even after you agreed to turn a blind eye to murder, they still only let you uh, eat off the left side of the menu. (laughs) 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 I still only got one drink ticket. Yeah, (laughs) it's my favorite. My favorite comics joke. uh, My favorite comedian joke. A comedian on death row is asked, uh, "What do you want for your last meal?" We get a meal. <laughs> I think my favorite one is the dude uh, comedian sees a girl. The girl goes, "You're the funniest guy I've ever seen. I, I want to have sex with you right now." He goes, "Did you see the first show or the second show?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or th- this is supposedly a true story. There was uh, a burglary there, uh, that they suspected one of the comics, and they had the middle on the stand. And the prosecutor goes. Uh, so I understand on the night in question you were the feature act. He goes, that's true, but usually I headline. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's Uh, amazing. There's two comics in the, or there's a comic in the pearly gates. There's a doctor and a lawyer in front of him. Doctor goes to St. Peter. He goes, you know, I want to get into heaven. He goes, yeah, but you, you, you know, you were malpractice suits. You know, you left people dead on the table. He goes, I know, but since then I've been doing a lot of charity work. He goes, all right, fine, come in. Then he looks at the lawyer and goes, you were a mob lawyer. You got people, murderers off. He goes, that's true. But since then, I've been doing pro bono work in the ghetto. And he goes, all right, come in. The comic goes, I've worked clean all my life. I did free benefits for the USO every year. I've done nothing but make people laugh. And they go, is there like a video that we can see? <laughs> or maybe do you have like a reference? Is there a clip on YouTube we can watch? <laughs> I thought you were going to tell the other joke of the, co- the comedian dies in a... Like, the comics die, die on the way to a gig and they end up at the pearly gates and there's a line of people waiting to get in. They just walk up to the front and go, oh, yeah, we're the comedians. <laughs> <laughs> how, did, how many comedians does it take to screw in a light bulb? Three, one to hold the stool, one to get on the stool and one to go, how long has he been up there? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite one. Hey, uh, before we wrap up, a couple of things I, I have to say here. Um, 
Da, 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 da. Oh, a um, couple uh, thank yous for uh, uh, your uh, uh, reviews on iTunes. Thanks a lot. We had a giveaway a couple shows ago for um, uh, for a T-shirt. By the way, you guys will leave with a T-shirt today. All right. If I remember. Nice. Uh, I need <laughs> It'll be like 10 minutes from now. Yeah, you really might forget. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah, please. I've had Chris Fairbanks left here and like 10 minutes later is at my door. Where's my T-shirt? We, uh, <laughs> we have just heard that his... Come on, Chris. You can buy shirts. Come on, We've just heard that Murray's... Uh, Wife is an Oscar-nominated costume designer, so I'm expecting something pretty impressive. Oh, right, right. Oh, yeah. Well, the, these shirts were mine, not hers. So, <laughs> no, I, I, I can I design costumes stones, too. Look at yeah. these shirts. <laughs> you never do respect my costume designing, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, thank you to Derek Leitner, new listener. Uh, um, I got your information. Uh, I'll be sending out. I know uh, your shirt this week. And if there's a, a Melissa Cotis uh, new listener, I uh, thank you for that review. That was awesome. Uh, hit me on Facebook with your information i'll send you out a t-shirt and that goes the same for uh hira pro i think is uh your your name on itunes so uh, hit me up on facebook like the facebook page i'd be happy to send you guys out a t-shirt i think that uh, thanks a lot for the great reviews i love them and also on serial optimist this week uh this show and myself are featured in that give that uh, online magazine a, a look they did a great review for the la podcast festival and and all those things and speaking of podcast festivals road stories is scheduled to be in new york at the new york podcast festival in january we're still having scheduling conflicts. I'll let you know when that's solidified. Do you All know right. who, you, who, you're, who you're interviewing? That's just it. I have so many great guests lined up. I got uh, Nick Griffin. Oh, great. Uh, oh, cool. Sue Costello, <laughs> Gary Gullman. Nick Griffin incidentally shares his name with the leader of the British National Party. <laughs> in the UK, Nick Griffin is not a great name to have. BNP, who's with me? Get, get James Adomi in if you can. He's I've got had James on the show here. Oh, you have already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, cool. He's is he living in New York stories. now? Yeah, he's in New York okay, now. Great. I just thought, you know. All right, you Sue Costello, yeah. Greg Warren, I got all these guys. Oh, Matt Fulcheron's uh, living in New York now. So uh, I got all those guys lined up. We're just having some scheduling conflicts. When I get that settled, uh, tickets are, are going on sale. Actually, tickets are on sale now, but if you're coming to see my show specifically, hold off until we see that. But Jackie Cation's doing her show there, and we love her, so, oh, so awesome. go and, and do that. She'll probably come in and guest. She'll probably come and guest on my show. Awesome. Guys, uh, sorry for all that. I never do business like that. That was... Uh, the snooze fest. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. We like it's a full it minute that we just endured. <laughs> yeah. Why do you plug the drink specials? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, where can we see a Prashant? Uh, real quick. Where can, uh, where can uh, I'm going to be in you? Chicago the 28th, the 29th Comedy Bar again. Awesome. So, yep. I should hit you guys up next time we go to Chicago. Find yeah, some absolutely. There's some, some great rooms. Uh, satellite we can, rooms. John and I would be able to hook you Every once in a while, I'll head yeah. out. There's a room every week. I mean, yeah. Every night of the week. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll head out with the open mic with like the opener or something after a show. That's but there's like really good rooms in Chicago that like yeah. means you should know in Chicago Underground Comedy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're, they're just as good as an independent show would be in New York or LA. So awesome. Absolutely. I love looking to it. Matt, where can we uh, catch you, brother? Well, I'm, I'm back to the UK over the holidays, so okay. I won't be doing shows out in America like any shows worth plugging particularly until January but uh, I've got listeners in if, England but if you want to well I, I yeah or even Lanzarote I don't know if anyone's going to be on Lanzarote but I'm there in two weeks time uh, but um, if you want to listen to my podcast Probably right. Science which I think you're going to be on next week or the week yeah, after yeah I'm scheduled to be on next week uh, with so Andy Wood with who's Andy been on Wood the show and Brooks Whelan so that's a yeah it's a comedians talking about science so that's Probably Science or you can just find me on Twitter at Matt Kirshen and then awesome I'll mention where I next am. Great, great. John Roy. When will this be out? Uh, tonight. Tonight. Okay, then you can see me um, at the Hollywood Improv on Wednesday of this week. Awesome. You can see me in Santa Barbara on Thursday. Uh, What's the Santa Barbara gig? It's, I don't, it's called Santa Barbara Comedy. I just got, got okay. it booked. I, really, I don't know. It's on Saturday night. 
Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's on Thursday night, uh, 7.30 and 10. And mm-hmm. then I'm in Hollywood again at Meltdown Comics at the Meltdown Show uh, next Wednesday. Nice. Awesome. Always oh, a good show. Um, set list I think I'm doing at some point soon. Again. Oh, great. Oh, me uh, too. Which is the, Im- the improvised stand-up show. And the TV version of that, which I'm involved in, comes out. I don't, it hasn't got an American date yet, but it comes out in Australia in March and Britain in April. Oh, awesome. So look out for those on All Sky right, Australia. Oh, easy too. Sweet. John Roy Comic on Twitter if, okay. uh, if you want to know stuff beyond the dates well, I gave Do you have a Twitter handle? You, <laughs> I, I presume it's not your full name because that's all <laughs> My Twitter handle is at V-E-N-K-A-T-E-T-C. Okay. I think that was a nice... Venkat, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> it was the only way that people could at direct... Sure. <laughs> Nice well, the, and convenient. What was the, the Indian slur of British people? I got to hear that again. Bud, bud, ding, ding. <laughs> that, is, that is how all Indians sound. And I'm I am opening up. Having, having met some Indians in your life, that is what they would have said. Yeah. It's like ching chong, like, ching chong, asking. Could you just say it once? Just say it. I just want to hear you say it. <laughs> so that's a. Uh, and I'm look, just like, buck, buck, ding, ding. <laughs> Get over here. Get over here, mate. He's going to do it. <laughs> buck, buck, ding, ding. <laughs> just being reduced to the cloud I am. That's your whole fucking yeah. now. Yeah. You go to London and just say it over. They're asking other people, killing. Indian people, what he's saying. They're like, what's that guy saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming out. Uh, 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 thanks for listening. I'll be at the uh, Ice House uh, uh, December 21st, 22nd, and or 22nd, 23rd, whatever the Friday, Saturday is. And locally till uh, January, I'll be in town. So, uh, guys, thanks so much for listening. Like us on the thank Facebook you. page. Follow these guys. When these guys come to your town, go see them. All three very, very funny. Thanks a lot, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Murray. Very fun.